Our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to present English in its most natural form. What this means is that sometimes a few bad words might slip through the net. This episode contains some adult language. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Isn't it? It is. Welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. It's been a while, but it's great to be back. It is indeed. Uh, though it's maybe been a while for us, it's maybe not been a while for them. Well. We had some ones pre-recorded. Exactly, we had some ones in the can. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's been a while since we've recorded an episode. We're back in the studio. It has, has indeed. In the wonderful Cadenza Studios in Barcelona for your recording needs. Don't tell them where we are. All our fans will come and... They'll descend upon the... Start stalking us. They'll be waiting outside the studio <laughs> to get our autographs. Indeed. How are you doing, Katie? I'm pretty good, Tim. Yeah. How are you? I'm good, yeah. It's a Sunday in Barcelona. It is a Sunday in Barcelona. It's a beautiful Sunday. It's nice to see And as all the restaurants and bars are closed and there's nothing else to do, uh, let's record a podcast, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> We've got a beer. We've got some crisps. Which we haven't opened, I think in fear of crinkling and noise making. Exactly, no crisps while we're recording. They're, they're staring at us. Um, so, Halloween is coming up. Exactly, our second Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made the same theme tune last year. Yeah, that's my standard my Halloween standard noise. Halloween noise. So, in, in honour of that, um, this will be a time of year when many people are watching scary films and horror mm. films and Halloween themed movies. Uh, in honour of the season. Um, so, some of them, as we know, some horror films are really brilliant. Name a good horror film. Uh, the Witch. Oh yeah, Have that's true. That? Never seen it. What else? But watched all the clips. <laughs> Hereditary. Again, never seen it, watched all the clips. The Shining. Seen that and read the book. Oh, I haven't read the book. Mm, it's a good I'd book. Like it's a very scary book, actually. They've made the sequel as well, Doctor Sleep. Yes, they have. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. Neither have I. <laughs> and or, neither read nor watched the book, nor watched any clips. Um, there's also the other one by the guy that did Hereditary. Oh, Midsommar. Midsommar. Yeah, that's that. That's that was good. Yeah, that, that was really scary. Me, creeped me out quite a lot. He's good. Anyway, he's a good he's horror good. director. I, I recommend both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one come out, I think called Gretel and Hansel. Mm, I think it's available on Netflix, maybe. Is it like an adaptation of Hansel and Gretel with uh, a twist? I suppose so. It's quite mm. creepy. It's got kind of Midsommar vibes, hereditary vibes going on. The witch is like a mix of Midsommar, hereditary and the witch all together. So like cult and demonic yeah. possession. I'm not going to tell you anymore. And, okay. Watch it. I think, I think, I think, I haven't watched it, but <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be good. Yeah. Anyway, some are better than others. How do you do with horror films? Are you a fan? I tend to watch them only if I know everything about them first. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my wife's the same. Now. Well, she hates <laughs> horror films, but she she's not someone who cares about spoilers and would rather know what's yeah. going to happen and not be surprised. Yes. Doesn't like surprises. Whereas yeah, I'm, not, I'm not good with the old jump and scare oh, yeah. thing. I don't like that as a horror movie trope. I'd rather be creeped out than mm-hmm. that's... Yeah, it's much more effective. Definitely for me. 
So what's the game? Okay, the game is I'm gonna. There's some. I've give. I've got some stupid horror movies here because there okay. are stupid ones, and I do enjoy stupid ones. There's like good cheap stupid horror films. Yeah, yeah they're good or old ones. Yeah. Um and um some of their plots are a bit ridiculous, yeah. but the titles are the thing that really intrigued me. Yeah, sometimes okay. it's just like two words. It's <laughs> stupid, like stupid I don't know. Yeah. you will see. So I'm gonna give you the blurb, so the de- a short description mm-hmm. of the film and the plot. Right. And you've got to tell me what you think the title is. Okay, brilliant. This is gonna be so <laughs> okay. much fun. I right, full disclosure, I haven't I don't know any of these things. These. Katie's prepared these completely yeah, on is, her own. I've, done, I've gone is, rogue. Gone, it's <laughs> great, I love me. it. I love it. Okay, this one is one of the longer descriptions. Okay. But, um just listen and see what you think. Short on cash, undergrad David Blake takes a job working as a lab assistant for snake expert Dr. Carl Stoner. When Stoner begins giving David a series of antibiotics as a safeguard against snake bites, he at first thinks nothing of it. But gradually, David begins to notice curious changes in his body, and his new girlfriend, Dr. Stoner's daughter, Christina, notices them too. Could Dr. Stoner really be trying to turn his assistant into a snake? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I'm trying really hard not to say snake man, um, but I think it's going to be more than that. Um, it's not. Uh, that's not the title. Snakes in a man. But no, <laughs> like snakes, snakes in on a, a plane. Um, the serpent's kiss. No, okay, such a that's a much better title than the real title. I think that's the name of another film. Uh, the serpent's kiss. Well, maybe it was um, taken and they couldn't use it. Snakey, snakey. No. Okay, I'm going to give you one more guess. Doctor Snake. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's called. Of course it is. Just that's the title. Yeah. Yes. It's got seven S's. (laughs) That's the title and an exclamation mark. Yes. Brilliant. Really weird. (laughs) What year is that from? (laughs) I don't know. That's so strange. And apparently, it's had an H in the UK release. Ah, uh, to make it like... It was, I don't know why. Weird. What, what in America it was... And in, Ameri- in the UK it was... Shh. <laughs> That's weird. Snakes <laughs> don't go... Strange. Shh. What's that all about? Okay, next one. Uh, okay. A shorter shorter one this time. Um, this a, a biker game. gang and its leader, played by Stephen Oliver, fall prey to a Satan worshipper, Severn Darden. It's quite a name. Mm-hmm. And his cult. That's it. Can you read it again? A biker gang and its leader fall prey to a Satan worshipper and his cult. It's going to be like a play on Hell's Angels, right? I think I think the cult might be uh, werewolves, by the way, just to give you a clue oh, okay. to the title. <laughs> They're werewolves. Okay. Uh, Hell's Angel werewolves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's dogs. <laughs> dogs of the devil. Oh, Gosh, that was good. Really? What's it called? It's called Werewolves on Wheels, but oh. I like Dogs of the Devil. <laughs> Dogs the <laughs> Werewolves, Werewolves on, on Wheels. wheels. <laughs> that is brilliant. Okay, this one is a uh, a comedy horror. Okay. But uh, from the study of his rundown English manner, an old British professor instructs the audience as to the dangers associated with vampires and exactly how to kill them. Hmm. So an old man is teaching people how to kill vampires. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, something about steaks, Dr. Steaks. <laughs> Where are you getting well, steaks from? Steaks through the heart. Oh, Steak steaks. I thought you said steaks. No, steaks. Okay. Um, <laughs> I still hear steaks. <laughs> vampire killing school. Oh, my goodness. That's pretty school close. School of vampire slayers. Not bad. Vampire slayer university. No, further away. <laughs> <laughs> vampire college. No. Uh, school of rock. Of no. School of Stakes. Um, don't know. Give okay. up. The Fearless Vampire Killers or, pardon me, but your teeth are in my neck. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I say, it's a cover. Horror, horror I was nowhere comedy. near. No, 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 nowhere near at all. <laughs> pardon me, but your teeth are in my neck. <laughs> pardon me, but your teeth are in my neck. That w- Was that the, the title in a different country? I think that's just like the alternative title. Oh, okay. I don't know. It Brilliant. looks very old. What's the what's the first title? The Fearless Vampire Killers. The Fearless Vampire Killers. Yeah, that's not as good as. Pardon me. Your pardon teeth me. Are your in teeth my neck. in my neck. Okay. That's I great. Think, uh, this is also a nice one. Um, a Jida Spion. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> a Jida Spion. I meant to say a, a giant, giant spider. spider. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I knew what you meant. A spy. Oh god, I did it again. A giant spider manages to break free from a laboratory. Laboratory, laboratory. What's the difference? Laboratory. Laboratory, because yeah. laboratory sounds like lavatory. It sounds like a toilet. Yeah. Okay, let me start again. A giant spider manages to break free from a lab. Laboratory. Laboratory. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it wrong now. <laughs> Laboratory. <laughs> Laboratory. And wreck havoc upon Los Angeles. It's all about wrecking havoc, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Which means chaos, causing chaos, mm-hmm. in case you I were I think wondering. it's wreak havoc. Oh. <laughs> wow. We're I'm doing going, well. Not doing well. <laughs> to wreak havoc. To wreak havoc. Gosh. To, to wreak havoc upon lost Los Angeles. An exterminator, along with several scientists, are called in to kill it. A giant spider wreaking havoc in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and it's like an experimentally grown massive... Mm, in, a lab. in a lab. I'm going to say the full word again. Uh, An exterminator is called to kill it. Mm, I know it's not... I've seen arachnophobia, but it's not I would it's say it's not, it's not a... Cle- it's, it's very... Just what, very what, what is... What, yeah, what's happening in the film? Giant spider killers. Oh my goodness. Is that really? What it's called? So close. Giant spider hunters. No, takeaway hunters. Giant spider. Pretty close. Big ass spider. Big ass spider. <laughs> That's what it's called. Yeah. When's that one from? That's got to be quite I modern. I can't remember. I, I remember like a few years ago they did. Pretty, uh, pretty recent. They did a whole load of, um, you know, like creature horror films. So they did one about a giant crocodile. Placid Lake, I think it's Placid called. Placid Lake. Or Lake Placid. Have you the, seen, um, there's another one, like the, Me- Me- the Meg. Yeah, about the giant shark. Ridiculous. The Megalodon with Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah. Um, so that's probably like a cheaper version yeah, of oh, for sure. when they started Big making all spider. that. Big ass spider. Big ass spider. <laughs> okay, uh, this is the last one. Okay. Similar, similar theme. A celebrated movie star, Colton West, leaves the set of his latest blockbuster to save his family from giant lava-spewing spiders. Nice. Can I just say, this is a sequel. It's That's a sequel important. To, it's a sequel. To Big Ass Spider? No. Okay. But it's a sequel to a different film. 
Giant lava spewing spiders is your clue. Uh, oh, is it going to be like spider Kano? No. Like Sharknado? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been good though. Like volcanoes. Okay, spider. there's thinker. Think about a s- name any clue. spider. Tarantula. Okay, good. Now mix tarantula lava and tarantula together. Tarantula lava. <laughs> so good. Uh, lava. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, but now it's a sequel. To lava la too. Is that what it's called? <laughs> so close. To lava, to lantula. To lava, to lantula. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is this the same studio that brought us Sharknado? <laughs> and big ass spider. And <laughs> They're all made by the same studio. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's brilliant. There you go. That's that's one of them. Those are the ones I found the most amusing anyway. They're brilliant. I like the way they come up with very inventive. Two lava, two lantula. <laughs> very inventive titles for uh, horror films. <laughs> I want to watch them all. I think some of yours were better than those, the ones you came up with. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Big ass spider. Tarantucano? No. Tarantucano. Spider Kano. Anyway, there you go. Great game. Yeah, uh, play along at home. I hope you did. So, on this uh, year's Halloween special, we thought we'd just go full-on spooky. Uh, last Two years ago when we did our last Halloween special, we talked about different ways to celebrate Halloween. We didn't do it last year. We didn't do it last year. We didn't have a Halloween special 2019. No, we didn't. We did 2018, but we didn't do oh, it last year. Maybe it needs year. to be a bi-annual thing. Wow. Um, but we're definitely doing it this year. And, you know, we talked about celebrations and things last time. It was great. This time we're just going to creep you out with some creepy okay. stories. But you said this one's intentioned... In- intentioned. Intentionally <gasps> chosen to freak out Katie. Wow. So those... My English is bad today. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Have another beer. You'll be <laughs> Um, so if you, uh, long-term listeners will remember from episode two, I think it was episode two was the phobias episode. Katie's biggest phobia is being in open water or being in water in general <laughs> to mm-hmm. even get scared in the bath. I used to, I don't know anymore. I think I haven't had a bath in a long time as I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about being in open water that you don't like? Oh Let's man, see. what you, what you don't know what's underneath you. Yeah. You imagine gets going. Imagine your imagination gets going. You start mm-hmm. thinking, what's that big black shape? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be a, a shark. <laughs> Could be a big fish. Could be anything. Someone's going to grab you and just pull you down. Ooh. Oh God. Okay. It really freaks me out. So I found... Um, some really good articles online. One from The Insider, which is talking about uh, urban myths for every state in the US. Now, okay. this, the, the US, I think, is very good for urban myths and scary stories. There's lots of, you know. What is an urban myth, though? Is it like the only one I know is where that scream was based on, and it's like a babysitter gets mm-hmm. a phone call. Yeah. So, urban and the phone's myths. coming from inside the house. So urban myths could be like, I don't know, stories that maybe started with something true that have like, it's like a game of uh, the broken telephone, no? The right, okay. Slowly. Chinese whispers. Chinese whispers. It gets more and more extreme and changes over time. Right, okay. And then everybody has this shared belief about something that happened in the area. So um, That was a horror film, Urban Myths, that I watched. Mm, 
Yeah. Did you ever watch that? I've not seen no, that. It's that very one. old, like 20 years old. More. So this one comes from Georgia. So Georgia's uh, urban myth is the mysteries and death at Georgia's cursed lake. Right. Now I know where to avoid da, 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 the cursed da. lake. So we'll go there. Credit to a website called Myster- mysteriousuniverse.org for this full description of the goings on at uh, Georgia's cursed lake. So, some places in the world seem mysterious to the point where they almost seem to be beyond the comprehension of mankind. (laughs) There are mysteries in these places that defy any attempts to explain them, and the very soil and water itself here seems to reverberate with some evil force that pervades its very being. What? You scared yet? I didn't understand half of the words you said. Well, that... Even you can feel some sort of evil presence, even in the soil and the earth and the water of these places. Okay. These mysterious places seem to draw death, misfortune, and the bizarre to them like a magnet. And if there are indeed cursed places in the world, then these are them. (laughs) All right. One such enigmatic place can be found nestled within the rolling green foothills of the northern mountains of the U.S. state of Georgia. This is a place that has long been associated with strange phenomena, weird creatures, and most sinister of all, a large number of inexplicable deaths and unsolved murders. This is the Cursed Lake of Georgia. (laughs) So, this is Lake Sydney Lanier, often known just as Lake Lanier, which is actually a man-made reservoir. It's not a natural lake. Oh. So, back in the 40s, they decided they wanted to build... Uh, reservoir to hold water there um, and the building of the the lake actually took a long time and there was lots of like politics about it but in the end what they had to do the local government had to buy up all the houses in these towns um, because they were going to flood the towns right. to create the lake mm-hmm. so they bought up all of these towns bought the houses off the people and built a big dam and flooded the whole area is this real like this did they real. really do that they really did this Wow, okay. Um, And so lots of the... And they didn't destroy the towns before they flooded them. So they just flooded the valleys where the towns are. They're still there. So at the bottom of the lake, you can see the towns and the churches. Oh my God, so creepy. Like Waterworld. And the cemeteries where the people were buried. Okay. 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 So there were... They moved 250 families, 15 businesses. You're right, this is definitely already creeping me out. And they even relocated 20 cemeteries, okay? So they filled up these uh, valleys and the areas where the towns were. And at the bottom, if you go, uh, if, say, if you go diving under there, you can see all these towns. Um, and even the ferries that were put out of business by the lake's creation were simply abandoned. So you've got these big um, rusting ships at the bottom. Ugh. I mean, that creeps me out too. Any shipwrecks. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So, the rather eerie history and the spooky presence of whole underwater ghost towns, derelict ghost ships, and desecrated cemeteries are far from the only strange thing about Lake Lanier, and indeed it has accrued a rather sinister reputation for drawing death and suffering to itself. Over the years, there have been an inordinate amount of deaths associated with the lake, ranging from boating accidents, drownings, and even a fair number of drivers who have lost control of their vehicles, and crashed into the lake, uh, into the water, and died. 
There are various stories of boats hitting something in the water, only for it to turn out there was nothing there. Boats or other watercraft capsizing for no apparent reason, and sudden dangerous rogue waves that seem to come from nowhere without warning to maraud across the surface. Many of the drowning cases are somewhat odd, and that they happened very close to shore with strong swimmers and in calm conditions. Okay, and it's a lake and a reservoir, so... Mm-hmm. Uh. Which, considering the history of the lake, have given rise to rumours that Lake Lanier is somehow haunted or cursed. Some who have almost drowned here and lived to tell the tale have told a feeling as if they were being pulled underwater or held under by unseen hands or of having the air suddenly seem to leave their lungs and cause exhaustion with startling suddenness. In some of the cases, people who drowned fairly close to shore have had their bodies turn up in positions far from where they died, which is probably due to the currents. But when mixed with spooky rumours, becomes a case of ghostly forces dragging corpses through the water before discarding them. What corpses, though? Cemetery corpses? No, the people who drown. So, it's really creepy. (laughs) It is really creepy. (laughs) As we were telling that story, I also looked up images online. Oh, really? Of the lake? Lake Lanier, Sunken City. There's some pretty creepy images. Mm. In 2011, this menacing reputation for accidents and deaths began to get more public attention when there were a total of 17 deaths on Lake Lanier, many due to freak accidents. So in 2011, 17 people died. I think they need to get better lifeguards. (laughs) In 2012, the trend continued with a quick succession of violent deaths and horrific injuries occurred here, which made national news. The first of this wave of deaths happened on June 18, 2012, when nine-year-old Jake Prince and his brother Griffin, 13, were riding a pontoon out on the lake and were struck and killed by a speeding boat driven by a Johns Creek businessman owner named Paul J. Bennett. Oh, dear. Mere weeks after this tragic accident... On July the 9th, 11-year-old Kyle Glover, who happened to be the son of the popular pop star Usher's ex-wife, Tamika <laughs> Foster, okay. was stru- struck while riding an inner tube by a family acquaintance, riding a jet ski and rendered brain dead. Oh my God. Why? So basically, people need to stop doing water sports on this. <laughs> on this cursed no lake. More, like No more speeding. No mm-hmm. more speedboats. That, that, that is the issue here. Yeah. So these tragic accidents took the media by storm and before long, Lake Lanier was being deemed cursed and a death trap. Do, 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 do. No, the lake's not a death trap. The people driving the stupid boats are death traps. Maybe. Can Many people, people insisting that it was an evil, vile place that was best avoided. What do you think? <sighs> it was really creepy until I got angry about the speedboats. <laughs> Um, but it is still pretty creepy, the idea of having um, a whole city under there, sunken underneath, uh, and whatever's, like, whatever creatures are roaming the earth yeah. and looking up at you. Exactly. These ghosts then Have you seen, you. there's a lake somewhere, I think it might be in northern Spain and or Switzerland. I know there are mm-hmm. two different places. Yeah. But there is a place where there's like a church tower sticking out of a... Ah, Flooded yeah. Valley? I've been there. Is that in Catalonia? I think it's in Catalonia, yeah. Okay. That also I find very creepy. Mm, you can just see the, the tower of the church coming yeah. out. But it's the same thing, right? They didn't destroy the town before they flooded it. Yeah. yeah. Is it still existing there? Yeah. What's the name of the lake? I can't remember. Okay. Mm. I've definitely been there. Well, look it up later. Yeah. Um, 
Do you remember in Waterworld where he like takes her down into like the underworld? Mm-hmm. The under the underworld the under city the city the flooded flooded world. Yeah, so the old our world basically under the yeah. water. Yeah. I found that creepy too. Yeah. It's creepy. And like what's lurking in that dark, sunken, mm. murky alleyway? Fine shark. <laughs> Who knows? Ah! Well, a shark. Or... Sharks don't go rah, but whatever. Well. Yep, that creeped me out. Yeah, you're correct. It did its job. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Creepy story. <laughs> so Tim, um, we've got some uh, Scottish tales. Scottish tales that Scotland's. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have been to Scotland, but it's quite it is quite a um, mysterious place, and there is a lot of uh, folklore um, surrounding many parts of Scotland, as it's quite wild and untamed. Um, but also, uh, the the streets of of the cities are also quite dark and mysterious, mm-hmm. mostly because of the ty- kind of rock that they use. Bless you, Tim. Excuse me. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and uh, Edinburgh is quite a very got a very gothic feel about it. Mm-hmm. There's lots of small alleyways that are quite weird and creepy. You can do lots dark of night. cool ghost hunting tours you and can. things when you're you there can as do a tourist. Because there are a lot of them. There mm-hmm. are ghosts. Yeah, recommend it. So this uh, particular one is from the Visit Scotland website, which I have to say we've discovered some really cool ones in there. Now, I've actually been to this place. It's about a place in Edinburgh, and I've been there, and uh, it gave me the creeps. So, this is called The Mysterious Underworld of Edinburgh. Do you know what I'm about to talk about? You heard I, of don't, this? I don't think I've heard of this one, no. Oh, okay. So, buried beneath the old town of Edinburgh lies a subterranean labyrinth of streets and chambers where tales of strange phenomena and hauntings abound, including one particular phantom whose fame has travelled throughout the world. Is it ringing a bell? No. As you descend the gloomy depths of Mary King's Close, enter the vanished world of the 17th century Edinburgh. Here was once upon... Wait, I'll start that again. Here was once a bustling neighbourhood open to the sky where prosperous merchants would trade their wares. Wares. Oh my goodness, my pronunciation today. It also served as a refuge for the city's countless slum dwellers where crime and even murder were rife. The march of time would see the close gradually becoming submerged by the structures you see today on the Royal Mile. But this was not what sealed its ultimate demise. In 1645, a deadly scourge spread like wildfire through the city, the bubonic plague. Urban legend has it that in a desperate bid to halt the contagion, the infected were quarantined within the walled-up vaults and left to perish. One of the unfortunate souls who met this miserable fate is thought to be Wee Annie. Now, wee in Scottish dialect means small. So we're thinking a child. Mm -hmm. The spirit of a sickly young girl separated from her family and crying for her favourite doll. Step inside her room filled with piles of dolls and teddy bears left by kindly visitors over the years and wait. Stay still and you might feel a sudden chill in the air, an insistent tug on the hem of your coat, or even a little invisible hand grasping for yours in the dark. Oh, <laughs> so I've been down there, Mary King's Close. 
And people leave dolls there. They give them. Yeah. That like makes it scarier, right? Oh, it's very creepy because they're dusty and gross. <laughs> yeah. Dolls are scary enough. Uh, so if you guys ever visit Edinburgh, I think it's well worth a visit. It's mm-hmm. very creepy. And you do go down and you do see there is literally streets under the city and mm-hmm. it runs the whole length of, of the Royal Mile. It's wow. creepy. I think I've done it when I was in Edinburgh. I think it wouldn't I've surprise me. There. It's one of those yeah. big tourist things, but I think it's worth it. well worth doing. Yeah. And I think that's where they quarantined all the plague well, sufferers. So. That could be us. That could have been us. 2020. Yeah. It's very prescient now. Anyway, do you want? Should I read another one? Yes, give us another Scottish tale. Uh, there's another one here. So I'm. My family are from Orkney, which is in the, the Northern Ireland. I don't know if I've talked about this before. The Northern Islands. The Northern Islands, not Ireland. I'm not from Ireland. The Northern Islands of Scotland, and. Um, the st- very famous there is a very famous uh, world heritage site called uh, the Standing Stones, and this is the Ring of, Ring of Brodgar and the Standing Stones of Stennis, which they're still doing lots of excavation on. And they're realizing that it was actually a, it's a very important it's a very important for it was a very important site for something which I don't know anything about. So I'm going to stop talking about it because I don't know. I do know, but I can't remember. So uh, these standing stones, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've got some spooky stories about them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So when the first settlers arrived in Scotland over 10,000 years ago, it is thought that they erected large imposing standing stones. Why, you may ask? Read on and find out the myths about some of Scotland's most iconic stones. They may be big, heavy and made of stone, but what do they mean and why do they exist? Many questions surround the clusters of standing stones dotted across Scotland. The iconic... Oh my God, I don't know how to say that word. Calanese standing stones lie on the west of the Isle of Lewis. The stones are also known as Fearbrig, meaning false men in Gaelic. And many people believe they are the petrified souls of the distant past. Legends say that the stones were once giants turned into stone by a saint when they refused to convert to Christianity. It is also thought that a visiting spectre arrives every year to wander around the stones on the dawn of the midsummer solstice. Sanding stones certainly stir unexplicable strong feelings. No. Standing stones certainly stir unexplainably strong feelings. At the Ring of Brodgar in Orkney, people have been known to sit patiently and await aliens and UFO landings. On the Isle of Arran, it is thought that a group of fairies once sat atop the mountain, Dura Ne'ech, and passed the time by flicking pebbles onto the moor below. The pebbles became large stones and formed the six stone circles of Machri Moor. That's right. Visit one of these ancient sites and you'll feel the mystery in the air too. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so, indeed, they they do they do, do like summer salt. It's a bit like Stonehenge. Yeah. But they're actually realising that the Ring of Brodger, as they do more excavation, is actually big, much bigger than Stonehenge mm-hmm. initially, but it's just been racked by wind and rain mm-hmm. and it's been slowly dissolved. So yeah, there's two there's two stories about about Scotland, parts of Scotland that Sp- I have a close connection to. Spooky Scottish, spooky spooky Scottish <laughs> stories, and there's plenty of ghosts and castles, 
I should work for Visit Scotland. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of ghosts and castles and uh, f- amazing folklore and more to discover uh, if if you guys are at all interested. Um, but the Visit Scotland's got uh, some some nice short short tales in there if you want to read more about it. Mm-hmm. And we should all visit Scotland, definitely. Oh, visit Scotland, amazing. yeah. They're they're paying me. I'm on working on commission. <laughs> <laughs> Two teas in a pod. Dun dun dun. So this uh, story takes place in, well, it has two names. The Less Frightening Luana's Canyon. But it's <laughs> Is since, that the name? The Less Frightening Luana's Canyon? Well, it has since been dubbed Slaughterhouse Canyon because of what once happened there. Okay, but it's just called Luana's Canyon. Or yeah. Slaughter. It's not called The Less Frightening Luana's Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> well, less frightening than Slaughterhouse so, Canyon. I'm being facetious, sorry. You're spoiling the spookiness. <laughs> so, way back in the 1800s, during the gold rush, there was a family who lived down in the canyon. Now, during this time, hundreds and thousands of people were rushing into Arizona during the gold rush, trying to make their fortune, searching all the rivers, trying to find where all the gold Get was. that gold! So, there were so many families that moved all the way across the country to these very dry desolate places in the hope that they get very rich and there was one family who lived down in the canyon and they were really poor they hadn't found any gold um they were really struggling to survive and the, the father was like no we will find the gold eventually we'll find god we're gonna f- everything's gonna be okay um and he would venture out every day into the canyon to look for food to feed the family and then one day he didn't come home and that, so the family, the mother and the two children were waiting and waiting. And they were slowly starving because they didn't have any food. Oh, my God. Slowly starving to get for? to death. Well, hoping they'd come back with some food. Okay. And uh, as much as they tried to find food around the cabin, they couldn't find any. And they slowly descended into starvation and madness. Okay. I think I know where this is going. And then one day, the mother, unable to bear listening to the her children's cries for food anymore put on her wedding dress killed both the children okay yeah and threw herself into the river oh fucking hell okay dramatic Mm -hmm. um the legend states that if you go down to slaughterhouse canyon at night if you go down to slaughterhouse canyon at night You're spoiling the spookiness. <laughs> sorry. The I'm legend sorry. states that if you go down to Slaughterhouse Canyon at night, even now, you'll hear the loud, anguished cries of the mother who lost her mind and the children screaming and crying out for their father and some food. Oh, that's, that is... Parents killing their kids is... It's pretty dark. Pretty horrendous. Yeah. So people make pilgrimages to Slaughterhouse Canyon. Jesus. What and park to the their cars. Know? Well, he was never found. He ran away. So you drive to Slaughterhouse Canyon and you park your car mm. in the dead of night. In the dead of night. And you wait to see if you can hear the echoes of the, the children screaming. Because if you go down there and if you <laughs> shout, um, then the, your echo will eventually reverberate all the way up the canyon and all the way back. And you hear your own... No way. Come back. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's what an echo is. Yeah. That makes sense. But sometimes the voice comes back with other voices as well. The oh, voices. Help, help me. I'm 
hungry. Exactly. I want some food. Mommy, don't Mommy. kill me. <laughs> Mommy, don't kill Could me. Did you go down to the canyon today? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's the story of Slaughterhouse that is, that Canyon. Is a good, that is a good one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty creepy, well, man. That's a creepy one. That's pretty creepy. I uh, can't imagine yeah. what, that, what that must have been like. Mm-hmm. That must have been horrendous. All credit to theinsider.com for their wonderful article about the uh, biggest urban myths in every state in America. That's a good one. I've got one more scary story for you, Katie. Okay. Pray do tell. What is it? And this one is all about a girl called Katie. <laughs> oh, no. Is this a real story? It's this a, is one he's made up. This is a real, real story. Oh, Katie's a very common name. Yeah. Is it spell, how's he spelling it? Same as you. K-A-T-Y. <gasps> K-A-T-Y. So. Why all the way, man? Katie was a 16-year-old girl living in a small town in Colorado. Okay, this is not me. She was, you know, your average 16-year-old teenager. And she worked uh, some evenings, some weekends as a babysitter to earn some money, to earn some extra pocket money. We've all been there. So one weekend she was called to a house where she regularly babysat two small children. Everything was normal. The parents went out for the evening. They wanted to go out for a nice meal together um, and left her in charge of the two kids. The kids went to bed about 8 o'clock, their normal bedtime. And they were, apart from the normal little squabbles about not wanting to go to bed, the, the kids went to bed perfectly fine. And Katie decided, well, it's great. Now it's the easy part of being a babysitter, get to sit in a nice house and watch some TV. And raid their fridge. Raid their fridge. That's the well, nice part. And, you know, this is quite a well-to-do family and they left out nice snacks for her and things. Lovely. I love it when they do that. Yeah. And then she, she, she sat down in the living room and then, but something was bothering her. She thought, I just need to, I, I can't, I can't handle this. I'm going to call the parents um, and ask them about this. So she called the parents on the mobile and said, you know, they'd just finished eating. Everything was fine. She said, nothing to worry about. You know, the kids are in bed, everything's fine. It's just, what, would it be okay if I cover up the the clown statue? Oh my God, what? In the oh corner my God. of the room. It's just, it's not that I don't like it, it's just kind of, it freaks me out and I can't concentrate oh on... Oh my God, oh my God. I can't concentrate on watching the TV with that thing in the room. And the mother said... What clown statue? <laughs> no, did she say what? that? What do you mean? What, what clown statue? We don't oh have a clown God, statue. That's so creepy. Dun, dun, dun. No, is that the end of the story? That's the end. Oh my God, that's actually made me start sweating. <laughs> sweating. <laughs> it's a good one, Bravo, right? Bravo, that was very well told. <laughs> that was creepy as hell. <laughs> what clown statue? <sighs> Are you scared you of clowns? I didn't think I was. Well, you are now. But I really, I really had a very strong visual image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. My um, sister's terrified of clowns. Oh, really? I dressed up as a clown once for Halloween with very creepy makeup on mm-hmm. and showed her a photo of it. And she was like, oh, no, I put it on Instagram or something. And she was like, can you take it off your Instagram, please? It's terrifying me. 
Yeah. That's really creepy. It's giving me the give me the creeps, man. Give me the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. A couple of expressions for you there. In for free. Give me yeah, the creeps. Yeah, free. Listen to our last Halloween podcast. I think, I'm sure yeah. we talk about it. Or in phobias, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Definitely the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. So we have oh, one more, yuck. one more spooky story from a special guest, uh, friend of the podcast, Wilf Mertens, storyteller extraordinaire. <laughs> Um, Didn't you say he has a podcast? He has a podcast what as well. It? Can't remember. Okay. I'll get him to put it in his story. <laughs> or we'll tell you after the story. Exactly. There we go. There we go. Um, so this is from Wilf. Uh, roll the tape. There was this thing that happened near where I live that's always stayed with me. There was a girl about 14 or 15 years old and she lived alone with her mother because her father had died some years before. And her mum had to work away a lot, and she would leave her daughter alone in this big old house. Now, the daughter was was very brave and uh, didn't mind being left. Plus, she had a big dog. He was a fearsome, fearsome dog. I think he was an Alsatian, and he was called Bruiser. And... um, well, she had a kind of nighttime ritual with Bruiser, and that was that he would sleep under her bed. And if she was ever scared in the night, she would dangle her hand over the bed and he would lick her fingers in that way that, that dogs have of doing. Now, there was very scary news one night. I remember it myself. And that was that there's a jail, a prison quite local to us. And there was news that a notorious serial killer had escaped from the jail and was on the loose in the area. Now I told you this girl was very rational. She told herself there is only the tiniest chance that he's going to come knocking at my house of all the houses. And so she took herself to bed and she took Bruiser with her and she lay down and she went to sleep. She didn't sleep very well. She only slept fitfully. She kept waking up, tossing and turning. Probably the bad news had had disturbed her and she was having bad dreams. But every time she woke up, she would just dangle her hand over the edge of the bed and there'd be Bruiser licking her fingers and she would feel comforted and she would go back to sleep. Now, a few times she felt like she heard a noise on the stairs or a creak in the hallway. But those are just the noises that old houses make. But then the door... ...creaked open on its own. But she wasn't scared because that was something the door sometimes did, another quirk of an old house she wasn't scared at least until she saw lying in the hallway the dead body of Bruiser the dog well that was you know, those last two stories creep me the crap out. Yeah, they're properly creepy. Thanks a lot for that, Wilf. It was great. Yeah, it was um, really good. Thank you very much. So, had a chance to 
quickly look up his podcast. Sorry, Wolf, couldn't remember the name. Uh, it's called The Wilfy Ad, if you want to uh, listen to any more of Wilf's stories and interviews, um, as in the story The Iliad, but with Wilf. So W-I-L-F-I-A-D, The Wilfy Ad. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you can get podcasts, basically. So check it out. Um, he's a professional poet and storyteller based in London and an old age-old friend of mine, one of my best friends. So thanks for that, Wilf. Cool, man. Right. Well, that was a fun episode. I had loads of fun. Yeah, it was great fun. <laughs> Quite a lot of fun. I hope I don't have nightmares about creepy lakes or clowns or dead dogs. Exactly. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, uh, a dream with all three of those things. <laughs> oh, no, God. Uh, all at the same time. A clown Ooh. at the bottom of the hit, bottom of a lake with a dead dog Ooh. coming up to drag you like under. Stephen King novel. It is. <laughs> anyway, we hope you join us next time on Two Teas in a Pod. Check us out on all the socials. At Two Teas Pod is basically our handle on everything on mm-hmm. Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. At Two Teas Pod. Come and give us a like, give us a follow. Give us a review. Five stars, please. SoundCloud, iTunes, etc. Share it. Share, share, share. Do it. All right. We love you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Teas in a Pod. I'd like to thank our wonderful producer, Ben Ward. Our graphics man, Mark Wilding, the lovely singers on our intro, Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Milena, and myself. I'm not thanking myself. You know what I mean. And, of course, my wonderful co-host, Tim Worry. <laughs>